Hey there, folks. I uh, wanted to take a quick minute to talk to you about Anchor. Anchor, in our opinion, is the easiest way to make a podcast today. First off, it's free, and we obviously like that. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your computer or even your smartphone. They distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on all the big name streaming services, talking Spotify, Apple Podcasts, a bunch more, all the places you listen to our podcast. You can generate money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you are getting into podcasts or it's something that interests you, then download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right. Hey there, everybody, and welcome to uh, another week at the Two Loud Adams podcast. We've got a, a special episode this week, a little different than normal. How um, special is it? Well, it's, it's pretty special. We're going we're gonna to talk about the game um, against Philly 2 and take a little time to talk about that, you know, assign our man of the match, the normal week stuff. But we've also got a special guest coming on the show during this Ooh. episode. I'm raving in anticipation already. That's right. Exciting stuff. Um, we've got a whole uh, charity situation working out as well with the guests. So we're going to have, uh, based on the amount of listeners we have listening to this episode, we're going to have money going to a charity of that uh, guest's choice. But yeah, we're going to oh, jump yeah. right into it and, uh, and talk about this uh, recent game, Philadelphia Union Dose. Yep, Philly Junior. This one uh, already kind of started off on the back foot, but it's good to see the team rallying even with the, uh, let's say, the unfair handicap. Yeah, so we, this is a game, right, that was a, it was a replay of, uh, of the pre-COVID trip, the track that uh, a bunch of, of, of us went up there. You know, you and I, we, we yep. freezed our bums up in Philadelphia and Chester. Yep, in Chester, Pennsylvania. Yep. And, and you know, it, we, it ended up being a 0-0 tie, a very stout uh, defended game on our part, but, uh, but a great game, uh, certainly. And, and so, it was a lot of fun. We were, we felt like we were the loudest uh, fan group in the, in the, in oh, the yeah, stadium. Were. I think so. And so they are traveling up to us at Seger field and we're thinking this is a great opportunity to, to get them, you know, to get points on our home turf. Um, and to get, yeah. to get our revenge. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, and we, 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 we shared points last time. Um, and unfortunately, spoiler alert, if you were, uh, have not checked the score since Saturday. Uh, we we uh, split points again this time, but in a much different in a much different light. Yeah, it was one of the more exciting uh, uh, ties that I've ever seen. Honestly. Yeah, agreed, hundred um, percent. Not so not, in all, not in always a good way, but definitely exciting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> not in always a good way. Yeah, that's that's one way of putting it. So um, let's talk about the lineup, the changes that, that occurred uh, right up, you know, starting at the top, you know, attack uh, we're, we're back to, you know, the, the single man, single striker up top. Uh, I, I love, you know, I say it week in and week out the versatility and the uh, adaptation that coach Martin plays uh, with his attacking lineup. Um, but yeah, so we got, we got. Uh, yeah. One of the things I noticed was uh, Christian Sordo taking the uh, main uh, attacking mid role. Uh, That's right. The, in the start of, from the start of this game, that was an interesting choice. Yeah, well, he played so well out on the right side. I think that you know, 
Coach Martin wanted to force him in in any way possible. That would be my my thought, and I'm sure that uh, TKD is still you know nurturing some sort of an injury potentially, uh, or at least coming back to full full force. I mean, you know he did we did see him for a good period uh, this game, but yeah, he came off the bench this round. But I will say that you know I did uh, welcome the change in the sense that uh, the past couple of games I watched, Christian Sorto was really on the ball. Yeah, and he was on the, the ball, ball this game but... too. He, yeah. he was a, he was a quiet, sometimes literally too. <laughs> yeah. He was a quiet, good player. Um, you know, it's one of those players where he was just doing his job and uh, doing it, doing it effectively. So, so not, not a lot to really complain about in his performance, but you, you've got to put, you know, your, your big right winger back once you get him back and, and Kairu Mustafa came back from his injury and, and yeah, he, he's got to be your first choice right wing. Oh yeah, definitely. That guy can just run up and down the field there. Every time he's on, he's a he's got going to be a threat to uh, make the defense miserable. Oh yeah, and he was. Um, I, I don't think at this level. I mean, I don't think at many levels the speed he has is something that you can even really plan for, other than just yeah, you know, hope you can get him offsides. It. Yeah, you know, but he he plays the offsides trap so well, and even he can sit a, a few yards inside the offsides trap, and, and they'll send a ball screaming over the top. It doesn't matter because he'll he will burn everybody else and he will beat them to that ball yeah I also I noticed uh moving back down I see uh Nganzi is this like his first uh start for Loudon I believe it it was his first start and a bittersweet one at that um yeah. but yeah moving up moving into the midfield um you know because on the left wing we had the same same uh same we had gamble out there no change yeah. there and, and indoor up top but you are right, man. In the midfield, you know, Nelson been playing well, and he's partnered up with Ali Ngonzi, who I really liked that. I think that uh, Ammo hasn't had the best uh, past few games, and maybe maybe needs a break, maybe needs a little bit of a rest um, or pre before he's back to full speed. So we get Ali Ngonzi in there, and um, had Nelson a, Martinez. Yeah, he had a great fourteen minutes, right until uh, yeah. until the the incident, right? Yeah. Uh. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a moment. Yeah, not not any, not at all to uh, Ali's fault, but um, yeah, he had a short game, and so, so then yeah, back on the defensive side, what do we got? What do we got going on over there? Well, we got uh, Tyler Gabara starting on the left, and uh, Saravia on the right. It seems to be uh, you know they're settling into more of the. Uh, the starter roles on those sides. Mm-hmm. For some reason, Dewey, it seems, is like falling out. I don't know if he's falling out of favor or if he's still nursing his injury from a few weeks ago, but. Could be a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, either yeah, way, it, he doesn't, either way, Dewey hasn't really looked comfortable uh, the last few games he was in. It's It's been odd. You know, he was such a stout defender last season, and I agree. I, I think he has felt more comfortable in the in a more attacking role. But his defending, you know, it hasn't been uh, to the same level. Maybe he's being asked uh, a different role or different um, a different job, and, and that's harder to get back and defend. But, but yeah, so on, on the right side, you got Alexon uh, back in the mix, uh, our number 20, and what a game he had. Uh, I, I think – there was one mistake he made the entire game where he, he kind of like just sometimes, you know, you, you can have like a perfect game and then you do one like kind of dumb thing, but he, it, yes. not dumb, but he, he, he like laid the ball off right at the top of the tee and, and uh, it resulted in a, in a pretty strong shot on goal. But I think what he was trying to do was he was trying to get Simone toward that record number of saves in a single game. That's what it was. 
Yes, and uh, of course, Simon Lefebvre in uh, taking the starting uh, job in between the sticks again. Yep, in the sticks, he is. Uh, he's been uh, a staple back there, uh, you know, for the last couple of games, and he is probably the highlight uh, of this game. I mean, just an absolute real, you know, save after save. I think he had 13 saves, which tied a USL championship record. Yep, for most saves in a game in a single game, it's the fourth goalie to get that to reach that number. Yeah, and you know we couldn't have done it without uh, the game playing out the way that it did. I don't think that they would have had nearly the amount of shots or opportunities on goal um, yeah. if it didn't play out in the way it did. So let's let's jump right into. Yeah, um, unfortunately, there was. Um, <laughs> if you were watching, there was uh, a, two cards both on Adam Lundegaard within the span of five minutes. Yeah, so that first card, you know, I, I'm watching there. So I'm in that, that that tucked in that right corner of the stadium. I got a good view of our own goal in the first half and and, uh, and Simone. And and I'm on, you know, the side where both of those fouls took place. You know, Adam Lundegaard uh, ran into space. And uh, on that first, that first card, I looked at uh, a buddy of mine who, uh, who who was sitting, you know, a few seats away at a socially acceptable distance. Yes. And um, we looked at each other and we said, man, that one could have been a straight red. I mean, he came in studs up and yeah. uh, Adam, man, what, what are you doing? You know, stopping, stopping an attack. I get it, man. But uh, yeah, that was, yeah. that was, that was crazy. Yeah. And it feels bad to have to say that about, you know, a fellow Adam on this show. Yeah, we we, we want the best uh, for you, uh, Lindy. But but yeah, so that was tough. Um, I, I saw that the kinda... second. Having said that, the second yellow seemed incredibly soft. See <laughs> now, I think that might have is... been to make up for the fact that there what the first wasn't a red. Well, so uh, this is a fundamental argument I think that exists in a lot of soccer fans and players' hearts. In that you know. You know, I, I looked at that same buddy of mine when that second foul happened. You know, the first one was in the first, like, seven minutes, and the second one was in the 13th, obviously. Yeah. It was a very quick, you know, quick succession. And I, I looked at my buddy, and he said, that probably wasn't strong enough to be a second yellow. And I said, if it's strong enough to be a yellow, what's the difference, you know? And that's the thing. I, I think that was a cardable. I don't think he needed to make that aggressive challenge. I think he could have taken an angle and took it, you know. And, and yeah, but the thing tackle. is, I thought that was a legit tackle, aside from the fact that, you know, he might have been angling his body towards the sideline instead of the player or the ball. But. No, it, it was – he bowled the player over. Um, I had a I had a really good good view of it right down there on the on the touchline. He – he ran into the player, um, unfortunately, didn't win ball in the process. And he went through the body of the player. It was a yellow cardable offense. And he didn't need to make – he could have he could have drawn back and, and taken an angle. He ha It wasn't like the first one where he didn't have a lot of other support um, to jump in there. But, but yeah, so we're down a man. The guy had kind of kicked it ahead a little – kicked it ahead, uh, took an extra touch, and it made it appear as though – it might have been a hard challenge, but I didn't see that from the stream I was looking at. Yeah, no, no I worries. guess we could argue about this all night, but yeah, uh, yeah right. The um, end, but unfortunately, whatever the reason behind it, the point is that he was Loudon was only playing with ten men for the rest of the match after the thirteenth minute. And, yeah, and and worry not, we'll have time to yeah argue about other cards in this game. Unfortunately, so so yeah, yeah. you're right. We're we're down to ten men. Um, it is, it's looking bleak, you know, we're up against this team at home and, 
um, 80, you know, 70, 77 minutes is a long time, you know, after a stoppage, yeah. you know, you got 80 plus. It's difficult for any soccer team, let alone one playing at this level to sustain, yeah. you know, that thing, especially considering the uh, team is already down a goal thanks to a set piece that set up uh, Kader Bohui, Bohui, I'm trying to pronounce his name, on Philly 2, who uh, headed in the first goal past uh, Lefebvre. But uh, give them credit. They they held strong together between uh, – yeah between Lefebvre making all those saves and the team just not quitting. Well, so, so coach Martin made the, the immediate adjustment, which was, you know, we alluded to earlier, Ali and Ganzi comes out. Um, and uh, I can't even remember at that point, I believe we had our, our new sub. We'll talk about him a little bit later, but was that Diego Gomez Ochoa that came in at that point? Diego Gomez Ochoa, who for some reason was wearing the same number as Gabby Gomez, but had a no, different name. No, Gabby Gomez wears number 13. So we'll, yeah, we'll get into Last night Diego. he was wearing 56, and this night is different guy was wearing 56, it's, which is why it kind of threw me off at first. We'll I don't know more why that. they switched yeah. that number. Well, so I, I got to say, you know, I want to give props to Coach Martin uh, for making the immediate adjustment after Adam Lindegaard gets gets booted. Um, not only that, but, you know, this is the second time. Now, we've, we've gotten multiple red cards throughout the, this season. I think that, you know, yeah. potentially that's – maybe that's just the, the, the USL championship standard. I don't know. I don't watch enough games. But uh, we've, we've certainly had more than you'd hope for. But it, with that said – we seem to play at a very high level still, even a man down, you know, we, we, we seem to, you know, it, it's, it, there seems to be very strong um, defending, very strong passing, almost as if we play better with mm-hmm. 10 men. Um, so big props to the, the resilience of the team. I'm sure there are some sore legs after that game, but a uh, <laughs> big, a big shout out to, to all them uh, for sticking to it. I think that was, that was just absolutely huge. Of course. So, so down a man. Um, so we're we're expecting our special our, our special guest here any minute, guys. So just just hang tight. But yeah. we're gonna keep talking about the the, the game um, until then. So yeah, yeah down Diego Gomez Ochoa or Ochoa Gomez. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out which way it was. Uh, but he he did a pretty did pretty well in his uh, debut. At least I from the moments that I saw him uh, play, considering yeah. he had to be called in as a sub unexpectedly early unexpectedly and probably not in the role he intended to uh, to be in but uh he he did well um I think at times he didn't look you know to to the full sorts he wanted to but again I think that that was probably what was called on him and uh not an ideal situation but but hey you know he he did that and uh and he did it well um you know it, it was not too long after going down a man that that we go down a goal and suddenly, you know, we're thinking, uh, the clouds are here, you know, it's overcast. We're no more sunshine. This is going to be a dark night. Um, but, but yeah, you know, it, it didn't result in that. And, uh, the, the guys really stuck it out and, and they, they really, uh, they, they fought on till the end. Hey, so we've got our, uh, our special guest here on the, the line, Josh, can you hear us? Hello. Hey, welcome to Two Loud Adams. Welcome, Josh. Um, so uh, we uh, we we got you on as a special guest. You are you're our first ever ever interview. Um, a big shout out and thanks for you uh, to joining us on this adventure as we figure out as we go um, and no create problem, a podcast. No 
Yeah, thank, thanks for coming on, man. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Great, man. Great. Um, so we got, we got a couple of questions for you. We wanted to just kind of, you know, hash out and, and whatever, and you can answer however you want or, you know, you know, whatnot, but we're, this is a pre-recorded show. So we record it uh, obviously right now. Um, and then we'll, we'll send it to our editors and everything. And, and so we can, we can talk about that and everything afterwards, but we got some questions for you. And I think that uh, Adam, both of us are Adam, by the way, but yeah. Adam is going to lead off. Adam and Delvis, know, yeah. he's Adam Davis. <laughs> But yeah, so speaking of, and speaking of names, settle the debate for all of us right now. How do you pronounce your last name? It's Fowole. Okay. I yes. know the commentators in multiple games have been saying Faoli and Faole. And but Fawole. Yeah, it's Fowole. So I, right. yeah, because so I yeah, was kind of stuck exactly. on if you pronounce the E or not. We, yeah, we like Fawole. to like debate awesome. over everybody's... Um, you know, pronunciations. And, and that's the one I've been with. So mm-hmm. if we've got a scorecard, uh, you know, I've got your name at least right. I know that. Awesome. That's exciting. Yeah, thank so, you. Yeah. So, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, we know you went to Loyola, right? But um, what, like, what are some, yep. some just general questions? Like what, what, like, uh, what's your favorite European soccer team? And like, what's your most influential soccer player you have? So, yeah, I'm from Columbia, Maryland. I went to Loyola University of Maryland, Baltimore. Uh, pretty local, probably like 30 minutes away from me. But yeah, um, I've been an Arsenal fan actually for all my life, I would say. I definitely supported DC United I'm from the area when I was younger. But yeah, as far as European club, uh, Arsenal. My dad's an Arsenal fan. He was actually born in London. Um, kind of got that from him. I know I know a long time ago I watched a match with him and I kind of just fell in love with their style of play and he was very enthusiastic about it. So kind of hopped on with him, but it wasn't a full on, you know, like bandwagon. Uh, you know, my dad was a supporter, a supporter so I was a supporter. Yeah, I have right. to say I was generally, you know, pleased to, to watch them play. Obviously on TV, not over there yet, but... I like their style of play since I was young. And ever since then, growing up, I've, you know, supported them, gotten their jerseys, followed them. Um, obviously, it'd be crazy to play for them someday, but, Heck yeah. you know, can, can dream. Uh, sure. Towards that. But, Absolutely. Yeah, I'm an Arsenal fan, so. Mm-hmm. Did you say that Ars- watch, watching Arsenal has kind of inspired your play uh, these days as well? Mm, I would say they're more... I would say like Aubameyang recently, complete, just the complete striker, you know. Well, and, when it comes to the Premier League, I'm a big Chelsea fan, so I, oh. I despise Aubameyang. <laughs> I don't, I, I love yeah. him. I think he's awesome. Um, I'm yeah, jealous. I was gonna ask you guys what, who you guys support, but yeah, it's hard to discredit him. He scores so many goals. Oh, and he's amazing. He's just a good yeah. dude too. So he's a good dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. as far as players, I've been a Wilfred Zaha fan of Crystal Palace for so long. He's just He's like, I don't know. I see his 1v1 ability. I'm just like, I have to put that in my locker. There's not many defenders that can lock him on a good day. No, he you're right. Absolutely. Yeah, he's definitely top two 1v1 mm-hmm. dribblers in the league. And, you know, at, at times he's just carrying Crystal Palace. Has helped now, but just an amazing winger. Um, I, I play more nine and... I would say I play all across the front three, so I don't always implement, you know, the dribble and, and what he does, more of just, like, running in behind, you know, and latching onto balls over top. But if I can 
if I can uh, practice some of the moves he does, I definitely try to do that. You yeah, know, it's almost like good more of like skill. a Fawole kind of uh, vibe. Yeah, that's that's a cool <laughs> Zaha is a is a great uh, Fawole. I mean, sorry, uh, Kairu. Uh, no, was, Kairu, was, yeah, yeah, Kairu does that. He he does exactly latches onto those balls over the exactly, top. Exactly. Yeah. I was gonna say. Um, that's a that's a sick uh, drop though with with Saha because we've got a couple of supporters in in the Loudon Stampede that are big uh, Crystal Palace fans. So awesome! They're gonna be listening to this and they're gonna be stoked that you. Yeah, that, so. <laughs> another London team, man. I like yeah. I like that area. Love it. I've actually that, been there quite a few times. Nice wow, to be in England. That's awesome. Yeah. Heck yeah! All right. Um, let's so see I guess uh, the next question, something yeah. I was, you know, we know you s scored your first uh, professional goal uh, not too long yeah. ago. Can you tell us what was going through your mind as it was happening and after uh, it happened? Yeah, no doubt. Um, I was so, so, so stoked to score the goal. Um, it happened very fast. I think it was like the fourth minute as, or yeah, something yeah, like it that. Was the th it was yeah. the third or fourth minute. Yeah, so it was all very, very fast. The ball went over to Sorto over the top and it was literally just like me and him no defender in sight so I was like please you know like let this play let this play happen and he picked his head up and squared the ball goalie was already out of position and, and once I just tapped in I was like you know thank god like nice and early all like easy start <laughs> great start to the match you know first goal Love. finally happened I thought it took quite a while you know because the season's you know or some games in, but, you know, there's always time to score. There's always a good time to score, so I was blessed yeah. to have that. And plenty of time to score uh, some more, too. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's also mm -hmm. um, what you're thinking about. I mean, so, yeah, let's see here. Yeah, like, no doubt. Get some more goals. Yeah, and I, I think you're you're more than capable of it. you got a lot of fans um, fans yep. here. But what was it like Thank leading you. up to that first pro goal? You know, I – it's one of those things, you know, like the, the supporter and the general fan is always like, oh, you want your striker to get that goal. You want him mm -hmm. to get moving so he can mm -hmm. kind of build on it. But, like, mm -hmm. what's the what's the vibe around, like, the locker room? Like, are they being supportive? Or are they putting pressure on you? Like, what's how does that feel? Uh, well, I will start with me personally. As a striker, you know, there's always frustration when you don't have – when you don't score goals uh, and your team's, like, you know, tying, losing – and there's not many wins in this season. So it's always a bit frustrating to have zero to, you know, one, two goals. And just coming out, just coming out of that, uh, definitely in training, I try to, you know, stay confident, keep banging away, keep getting reps in, try to do as much as possible. But the only way is up from, you know, where we are. And all the players have been supportive of what the strikers have been doing. You know, we missed a shot, next one. Uh, the previous game before that, I believe, was was Riverhounds when I missed the penalty. And uh, I was just like, I kind of just shook it off. It definitely hurt because I already had, like, I really wanted to get off the mark. It hurt. But, you know, the best strikers in the world have have short-term memory loss on those types of things. So that's what I tried to do. Just had to shake it off and get the next one. And, honestly, it was a great start to heart for you to get that. Yeah, heck yeah, and and you're absolutely right. I think that that's that's all sports. I mean, I mean, you know, just being able to shake things off and and keep driving forward. But yeah. but I'd say you did that. Um, you know, you 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 forgot about that penalty real quick and uh, and moved forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So we're, we're doing a series of, of interviews. We're, we're going we're gonna to try to bring out some other players as well. Uh -huh. um, but what we're going to do is we're, we're partnering with our, our primary um, sponsor in, in the Loudoun Stampede, the, you know, the, the supporters group. And what they're going to be doing, you know, they've got funds that go toward uh, philanthropy and charity all over town. But um, mm -hmm. they're going to be doing a $1 donation for every listen that ha comes to this episode and this podcast. Um, so I, I kind of mentioned this earlier when we spoke about this, but have you put any thought into what charity it is? We, we want the players individually to be able to choose uh, what, what it is, what charity goes toward um, for, for your episode, since this is your mm -hmm. episode. Uh, yeah. So I definitely just, I definitely did some research on, on what I was interested in and I would like to go with the Howard County food bank. That's in my area. I'm from Howard County. And I just, I chose that because food is an essential. It's necessary for everyone. And, and, and I would like to make it accessible to everyone by any means. So if, if we could do that, that'd be great. Um, I don't think like, like hunger is something that's very, very uh, apparent nowadays. And to decrease it by any means, as I said, is something that would be brilliant. So yeah, um, would like to, would like to share, you know, the generosity and and the pleasure of of being able to eat every day with everyone in this world so that's a noble cause yeah. yeah and that's a perfect uh choice we can certainly reach out to to howard county food bank um i 100 agree and, and you know in these times right now a lot of people are losing their jobs it's exactly it's that's what yeah exactly yeah. yeah so we did a we did a little bit um we did a charity selling shirts for the loud and hunger relief earlier in the season. Um, mm -hmm. and I think it was, I think it was really well, well, um, well received and, and a very positive vibe that we got from them. So that's awesome. Yeah. We'll reach out to Howard County food bank and, and certainly set that up. And I appreciate you uh, doing that research awesome. and selecting them. Oh, yeah. No yeah. problem. No problem. Yeah. So um, a couple more questions for you. Yeah. A few yeah. more questions. Yeah. Sure. I love this. I love it. So I guess, um, you know, while you've been, uh, you know, with the team, I guess, uh, you've been hanging out around Loudoun County, have a favorite thing to do while you've been down here. Mm -hmm. How, was there anything of my, sorry, can you say it again? Anything? Uh, Paul, like, I, well, sorry, let me reword that. Um, you're good, you're good. What, what was your, uh, what was your favorite thing that you've done around uh, my favorite thing. so far? Uh, Besides the soccer, of course. Yeah. Won't lie, the other day I went to the Alamo driving theater with my girlfriend Ooh. and I really enjoyed that. That was probably the most like out and about thing I've done over here since the restart. What was so, the movie, if I may ask? It was it was yeah, it was Tenet. I've never even heard about it until I until I researched uh the movie. Then I clicked the trailer and it was really interesting. It definitely, you know, like it it's crazy. I can't even I can't even spoil it because I can't even describe it. <laughs> yeah, Christopher Nolan movies that aren't yeah. Batman have a way of doing that to you. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So that's <laughs> I love that. Uh I can't I haven't been doing much else besides like, you know, going to the store. Uh well yeah, it's not a normal season. You know, it's not exactly. It's a season full adjustments. Yeah. all this kind of crap, you know, restaurants are all like distance. And I mean, even the mm -hmm. stands, you, you've seen them at the games. It's, yep. this is not normal. Right <laughs> out. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of accommodations. Heck yeah. yeah it's a, unfortunately, it's a thing we've all got to deal with until the pandemic is uh, finished for uh, yeah. hopefully next year, but 
yeah you know fingers crossed that we'll get back to some semblance of normal for sure for sure Indeed. all right so next question who is the funniest guy in your opinion on the team and who's the most serious <laughs> uh I have to go with Kairu, man. It's it's so funny because we were just talking about that this morning. He comes in with the most energy I've ever, ever seen in a locker room. Today, we were just like, what does this guy eat for breakfast? He's just like <laughs> screaming, laughing, singing lyrics to every song. And it's just, he's just so comical to be around. He's never, never in like a bad mood or anything. He's just like a, a joy and pleasure to be around. Just has everyone smiling, so... I didn't I think I could like him any more than I already did. And uh, I'm hearing this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, if you're with him like literally every morning, it's just so he's just <laughs> so funny. Oh my goodness. And uh most serious. Hmm. Uh well, just to clarify, most serious, there's no one that gives bad vibes, so that's good. Right. Yeah, uh, no. Yeah. I I don't know if I can finger point anyone. I would I would say myself I'm pretty serious I don't yeah I, I don't like I wouldn't say I give off any bad vibes or this like negative energy but but like you're focused. I think yeah I think me and a lot of guys are are pretty focused in training so yeah that's awesome I that's I want to go with myself I like that I, I, I didn't mean to I'll have to reword that question if we use no, it no, again, no, no, you're good you're yeah good, you're I, good. yeah that's yeah. I can see how you could see that um being like a bad five but yeah no, that's, that's not, good. yeah I didn't even think about that I'm trying to think of someone who's just like not not just like you know just like playing around all the time but I, that yeah. that as I said is you know the whole team once yeah. we get into training we're just like you know let's get this done that's what you want to hear I mean you want to hear that everybody's yeah. so tightly knit and everything that it's like that yeah that's awesome so um, last last two questions we got, uh, and then we'll 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 let you go, and, and certainly appreciate this. Uh, Adam, yeah, no another one? yeah um, I guess uh, while we're on the subject of intensity, can you think of the most intense uh, opponent you've had to play against, either team or player? Hmm. So I would probably go with you know hartford we played them four times literally a whole hartford series all in connecticut yeah and every time it's a battle the the second most recent time not this past one but the one before that when mm -hmm. we were up two zero two that was a great oh. match oh yeah great it match. was it really yeah. was yeah aside from those two free kicks i know aside for those two set pieces yeah, but, we gave yeah, but, up but yeah. honestly probably team performance wise that was probably our best performance our yeah, yeah i'd have to say so we were we were playing soccer and I believe coach Martin said the coach always comes up to him and, and says like, you know, we're, we're one of the, like we play soccer, you know, not just like just kick and run mentality or, or so you don't just play kickball. Yeah. Yeah. We don't normally, we don't normally do that. Like, well, we that's going to upset the K through 12. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Go on. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that, you, that's a great um great selection and they've got a bunch of talented players um yeah you know that that have been playing playing at the pro level for a long time uh yeah. especially because they got a coach and a player who are both uh come from southampton well yeah they have yeah, that premier league tie so that's uh -huh. that's tough for us but but that's that's interesting here we are we are friggin sick man of playing hartford i'll tell you that right now <laughs> oh my goodness yeah for me for me i missed the first two due to injury 
Yeah, I can only imagine the players that traveled each time eight hours up and back. It's ridiculous. Well, and that's the thing is because, you know, it's not like it's a normal one where we're going to fly up there and stay overnight for a couple nights Mm -hmm. and whatnot. You Mm -hmm. you guys have to, like, come right back. And it's like all this – all these. we we looked into, like, the regulations of, like, you have to share a room with the same player all season. Oh, man, Mm -hmm. this is all Mm – it's made it so much more difficult than, like, a Hartford trip. Mm -hmm. No doubt. No doubt. You know, and normally in a normal season, we'd have opportunities to play some, like, West Conference teams, and, like, we'd be playing all over the East Coast. You'd get some, like, we're, we're going to play Charleston, right? But we're, we'd get some, like, you know, Tampa Rowdies and, like, all this other stuff. But it's, like, the same ones over and over again. Nothing against mm-hmm. Hartford. Good fan base. Mm-hmm. Good group of fans. We talked to yep. them. But, damn it, we're done with them. So. Yeah. When I compared it to the season before, I was, like, the schedule that we would have had, it's just insane that we're only playing – four teams repetitively compared to what is it like 16 other teams maybe yeah and a couple like you know ones that snuck in there like Charleston, yeah yeah ncfc exactly think of it this way though man you know a blessing and a curse but at least we're not in a four-man group or you know where it's like Mm -hmm. you know the same three teams the same three that's insane maybe we would have still been in the mix of the playoffs at this point if we were in a Mm -hmm. four-man group but still you know whatever Mm -hmm. yeah i agree all right, so last question, and then we'll let you go about your day. Um, so what overall would you give yourself uh, on, on FIFA 21? We, you know, I don't know if all the, the player ratings and stuff have even been released. And, you know, being a D.C. United draft pick, you might even be on FIFA 21. But what would you give yourself on FIFA 21? Uh, I have to be honest. I don't really know how FIFA works. I just don't play it, really pay attention to it. Oh, wow. So the overall is obviously out of 100 or something, correct? Yeah. So, I mean, if you don't know, yeah. that 99 is probably what it's going to be. Man, I would love to have that. I would say right now, I would say an 80. You know, okay. room for room for improvement, room for yeah. growth, but uh, a string of performances that kind of led up to that. Okay. Just maybe, maybe a little more lethal. But there's still some time for the rest of the season for that. So yeah, we'll go with that. I like that. That's a good. That's a good rating. Um, I think that's. I think that's accurate. I, you know, we're looking forward to all the great things, man. You got. You got ahead of you. Uh, you know, this season and beyond. Um, looking forward to see some some of the the, the net bulge a couple more times. Um, yeah. on the half, so. Um, Me too. Praising. Yeah, we're, too. we're stoked, man. So um, on to Philly again. But uh, thanks for for coming on the show. You know, we're going to reach out to Howard County uh, Food Bank. And, uh, yeah, that's this was this was a great, great first unit interview. We appreciate you coming on. Yeah, no problem. I loved it. So I hope for the best for everything. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Good luck, Josh. Thank you. Take care. Take care, Josh. See ya. Awesome. That was cool. All right. So first interview in the bag. There it is. Josh Fawole. You heard it uh, here and you heard his name pronounced uh, better than all the commentators in uh, the USL. Just kidding. I think that's ESPN plus. Yes. I think that some people are getting it right, but, uh, but it's good to know we were on track. uh, Correct. So, so yeah. I kept thinking the E was silent. So that was on me. Oh, oh, fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. (laughs) So, um, you know, we definitely wanted this show, this episode to, to cater around um, that interview. And we did just that. So we're going to cut a couple other segments out normally um, real quick, a shout out. And we've mentioned them a couple times to the Loudon Stampede. Uh, they are our primary uh, sponsor and uh, we appreciate all the support they give to us, not only helping us get started and create the foundation that we have underneath us right now, and the fan base as well, but they also uh, are, are helping us with all sorts of things like this charity event that they're doing where they're going to be 
helping donate $1 toward every listener uh, up to a certain point for uh, these interviews that come on board. So it'll be, it'll be, you know, good little injects of money to help out local um, charities and local organizations. So as you heard, Josh Fawoli named his to be the Howard County Food Bank. And so we're going to reach out and set that up. That's, that's a great, um, great cause. But, uh, but yeah, so the Loudon Stampede does all sorts of stuff. Um, definitely, if you get a chance, go out to one of their watch parties. Their next watch party is going to be at Loudon Brewing Company um, over there with Phil and, and the rest of the group. So that's always a good time. Um, and that is going to be on Wednesday, the 16th of September. And against it's the... It's so basically, uh, basically, you should, it should be the, uh, the day that you listen to this, hopefully. That's right. Yep. Yeah. So... <laughs> So we're recording on Tuesday, viewing parties on a Wednesday. Hopefully you can watch this on your way over to that viewing party. Um, but yeah, so that game is the the tiebreaker. Um, well, let's actually, before we get into that, let's, let's talk about that one second. We've got a couple more minutes we want to take yeah. the all time. So man of the match for the Philly two game at home, Sager Field, uh, the 12th of September. Yeah, I, I, don't think, think, yeah, I think we're in agreement on this one. Yeah, there's no question on who that is. I think that it is... Simone Lefebvre. Yes, the French giant gets his first uh, man of the match. First, is it his first? Um, I believe so. Yes. He he hasn't had a ton of games in in goal for us yet, but obviously a series of them back and forth. Um, yeah, that's been we were. Too. And to be honest, you know, when the season started uh, post restarted, I should say post COVID, I was questioning if he was still on the roster. It was well, different. and we were questioning his need because Colin, I think, was playing wonderfully, but. With that said, I think that Simone is uh, has been a stud. I think he's been absolutely amazing. Um, and, and if there is, you know, I don't know, he, he's he can play at, at the higher level. He can he can certainly play. He's very talented. But um, that was just what a performance. I mean, you can't say anything about it. He he just was, you know, he, he stood on his head, as you say in soccer terms, for for a goalkeeper. Um, and, and he got us out of there with a point. Um, hands down, you know, that, that was him who did that. And 13 saves, USL championship record. He tied for a single game. So, so mad props to our man of the match, uh, Simon Lefebvre. Yep. And uh, if you think we've been pronouncing your uh, first name wrong, if it's Simon, then uh, come on the show and uh, set us straight. That's right. Yeah. So we, we got to hear a little bit of those post-game interviews you did, um, Simon. So, uh, we, we'd love we, we'd love to have you on and, and uh, let you hash that out. So um, moving on to the last little piece we wanted to cover, which is the next game we've kind of already talked about. It's the rematch. It is not even the rematch. It's the tie break, right? It's game three out of three against Philly two. Yeah. Um, did you get that? All those numbers is, you know, three, three, two. So um, <laughs> it is, you know, we tied well, we've them. We've kind of gone 1-1 on one, one aggregate for the first two games. So. That's right. Yeah, man, absolutely. We, you know, 0-0 zero, zero tie in Philadelphia or Chester or whatever. You know, 1-1, um, yeah. you know, despite the fact of being down two men, which we didn't even get a chance to talk about Michael Gamble's red card, which occurred uh, in like the 89th minute. Um, actually, it was the uh, – hold on, I got it here. Yeah, go for it. Pull it up. So that was – that so was Actually, it was the 90 plus four if you want to get technical. Fourth well, minute of stoppage was. time. So, yeah, in, in the um, last second, which a, a, a red card that had a lot of people um, perturbed. I think that uh, that was the moment – I think there were plenty of moments before that, but that was the moment that put the crowd over uh, against the ref. Yeah. Um, 
unfortunately you could, you I, could hear. I mean, I think it came because he appeared to be, you know, shoving the ball at a downed player, at a down player after he tripped over him. But uh, honestly, yep. I think that was just, you know, a mistake that he didn't, he didn't, he wasn't trying to intentionally do it. Yeah, well, I so guess the ref doesn't care about ref you know, doesn't care. The ref and, doesn't uh, care and can't read minds. We, we've got a, a rule expert um, also who who uh, we've mentioned before on the show. Uh, another Adam uh, Adam C. Uh, big shout out to Adam C. But he um, he mentioned that you know according to the the letter of the law, the USL uh, rule book, that is technically uh, that warrants a red card. Warrants a red card. Um, so because it was directed toward the player, even if unintentional, it still warrants a red card. So. So um, gamble out. Uh, that means we're going to be with – we're going to have Mel back because he was suspended from the previous game, wasn't able to play this one. But we're going to be without both uh, Lundegaard and Gamble for this game that we're talking about, which is going to be played tomorrow. Or if you're listening, probably maybe even today, um, <laughs> Wednesday, the, uh, the 16th against Philly 2, that, the, the tiebreaker, tiebreaker game. Yeah, and who knows, might even see um, – um, and this is kind of a smaller point, but might even see Academy product uh, Liam Moore uh, show up. He's uh, been playing defender. Uh, yeah, shout out for to the, Liam Moore. Yeah, for the under-18s. And he's been, you know, taking some reps with uh, Loudon. And he popped up on the bench uh, in the last game, though he wasn't there, uh, though he didn't get off the bench. But who knows? He might get his shot now with uh, those defenders out or the other ones who are injured. Mm-hmm. So – Liam Moore is a defender. That's interesting. I wasn't aware. Um, you know, that's, that's, it's good to hear. We're still without, uh, you know, Dangler and, and Dambro, uh, presumably because of injury. So, you know, that, or maybe that, Justin that be- Rainey. I know he's been uh, listed as a forward, but I, from what little I've seen of him, he's done some uh, wing back action in the Academy. So just a couple of names to watch out for. Yeah. Yeah. We know Nelson's capable of also dropping back into a more defensive role. I think we saw that happen uh, once or twice last season, but, you know, we'll, yes. we'll certainly see. Um, but that's, that's interesting. You know, you look back at, at the record against Philly too, uh, formerly Bethlehem steel um, formerly actually had a fan base, formerly a lot of different things, but um, you know, ties, ties suck, man. There's, there's nothing that could be said <laughs> about it, man. Ties, ties are a bummer. Um, ties suck a little less though when you're down a man and then they suck even less when you're down two men um, and, and you're ending a, a three game, what was a three game losing streak. So I got good positive vibes about what's going to happen um, in our, our tie break game against them. I think we're going to come home with three points. Um, you know, we've never done a score prediction before, but I think this game is going to end up being um, wide open um and i think we end up coming back with yeah with, with three to yeah. zero i think josh is gonna get this two out adams bump and he's gonna score a couple of them yeah so he didn't mention it um i didn't want to corner him but uh, <laughs> i believe he may be injured i'm not sure if he traveled with the team or not uh his uh his jumping on this podcast might have meant he didn't but who knows maybe they already they're already up in uh, philly who knows great but, now. Um, right now i feel bad saying that <laughs> No, no, no. I, if he if he's on there, that's that's what we want. We want him to be. Scoring if not goals. this game, he will definitely uh, push yeah, it through the next when he does hit the field. For sure, for sure. So yeah, that's that's it, folks. Um, that is uh, our episode. We we hope everybody enjoyed um the our special guest and enjoyed us talking about the 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 episode sandwiched in between two Philadelphia 
Union two games um, and hopefully able to, to win the series against them. Uh, but but that's, that is us. Thanks for listening. And as always, yeah. Yep. Anyways, I'm Adam Indelovitz. And I'm Adam Davis. This has been Two Loud Adams, our first ever interview episode. Interview and episode. Hopefully the Cheers. first of more to come. Stay loud and united. Cheers, folks. The Two Loud Adams podcast is proudly sponsored by the Loudon Stampede, the official supporters group for Loudon United, and hosted by Adam Davis and Adam Mendelovitz. The executive producer is Mike Myers. If you'd like to be a part of our sponsorship, then hit the follow button and reach out. Cheers for now. <laughs>